I'd like to taste a real Italian coffee, please. What is the real Italian coffee? Espresso. Cappuccino. You mean black coffee? In a capsule? Yes. Lavazza Classico. Enjoy an authentic taste of Italy with every sip. Lavazza. More than Italian. So we appreciate you uh, joining us. And uh, where are you, Coach? Uh, somebody said you're still uh, on your honeymoon in Hawaii, on the islands. Where are you? Man, I ain't got no money. I'm, I'm, I'm in office, man. I got, I got married on them. I got married on them on a, on a sad. I was at, I was at work there too. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Coach, uh, on your on on your marriage. Obviously, marrying of you married uh, UAPB uh, women's coach uh, former Don Brown and. Just congratulations on that, and uh, that's uh, everyone who's been married. I've been married eight years now. It's a, it's a life changing experience, but it's a terrific it's a terrific deal. Yeah, yeah, that's what they tell me. You know, what I mean? you know, she, she you know, uh, Coach Thornton and I have been together for, <laughs> for really seven years. So you know, I just I just changed the name. Ain't nothing different so far. So we, you know, she trying to. Get access counts and all that. <laughs> I guess that's the only difference. Well, the well, the question for me is, how often do you talk football with her? How often does she talk basketball with you? How often does does she talk football with you? And how often do you talk basketball with her? Well, honestly, you know, all Joseph, you know, she would not talk football with me because she, <laughs> she 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 say I, I kind of get kind of too too technical caught up into it um i'm her defensive coordinator but she won't admit it <laughs> you know so whenever she she need uh to figure something out about a stop she she'll come but she don't listen to me though. she don't listen so man i let her work man i let her do a thing and i stay out the way and you know i try to be you know be supportive when i can be supportive but you know i, I stay out the way i let her do what she do well, I tell you what, Coach. It's uh, congratulations again, and um, it's uh, it's 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 that time of year. I mean, it's been a good summer for you, obviously, with with uh, with you getting married and finally getting back on the football field um, after a long hiatus. You know, just talk about the anxiety and the angst of getting back out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, man. Like you say, I mean, we 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 so ancient, like genuine, right here, man, for some football and. You know, from from you know, um, a head ball coach to I'm sure Brave Nation man, and you know these young men, you know they 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 work been working their tail off, not complaining about nothing, man. They just come to work every day, and you know we 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 just so anxious right now to you know just go out and and, and you know just do what everybody love doing. Everybody love playing this game of football, and you know just have opportunity to go out and compete and play, man. We're looking forward to it. I know for me, I was miserable at one point, you know, this time last year, last summer, I'm like, what, what am I going to do for the fall? Uh, even basketball season in November, didn't know how that was going to go, but as it turned out, it did go. Uh, how, how tough, was, how tough of it was, was it for you, especially last summer and then last fall, and then obviously we didn't play in the spring, you know, this time last year, how, how were you? last year, man, I was in bad shape. I mean, you know, by like, you know, all football, ball coaches, football coaches, football players, we were in bad shape. And I guess the tough part is, 
of the, the unknown, Charles. I mean, not knowing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, as a defensive guy, it's easier for me to deal with because it's my world. You know, I adapt. I, I don't know what's going on. So I have to be prepared in all phases and able to adapt and, and, and roll with and make adjustments as they go. So, you know, I, I was able to you know, function and not lose my mind by finding, you know, things to do. You know, I got the guys involved and, and some stuff. We read a book together as, as a defensive unit and, and stuff like that, man, just grow, grow as young men, grow as people. So, you know, we found ways to keep from losing our mind, but it was tough. I mean, it, it really was. It was tough. You know, you get the guys pounding about wanting to play. You know, I'm pounding about wanting to coach. I you know, I want to go out and blow my wheels. So I wanna, I wanna fuss, and you know, I ain't got nothing to fuss at. Cause we, <laughs> we went off, and so you know it was tough. But you know, we, 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 man, by the grace of God, we got through it. We're talking with Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thornton. You can join the conversation. You can send a text, 601-348-7254. Got a text or two that we'll get to. And you can tweet a question on, on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. All right, so, Coach, we got that out of the way, and now we kind of move forward. Right now what we're dealing with is, uh, again, COVID-19 and this variant. Our commissioner, Dr. Charles McClellan, said last Tuesday at Media Day, these games – if we're not ready to go, if a team's not ready to go, there will not be a rescheduling of games. There will be forfeiture of games. And if you're a team that's in the hunt for a division, for a championship, that loss could cost you. So I know you are very uh, aware after every practice, Coach McNair yields to his coaches. Do you have any messages, anything you would like to say to the team? I know you're very much in tune with that. So I'm sure I know you've been meeting with the team. You're getting ready to hit the practice field this week. What's the message that you get across, or have you been able to get the message across to your team, to this team, to this unit, trying to stay as safe as you can and do all the right things as we get ready for North Carolina Central? Well, that that's the deal, man. It's about making a concerted effort. Everybody trying to stay as safe as you possibly can. You know, we don't, you know. Uh, we, we don't get into uh vaccination deal of, you know, telling the guy, talking about that because it's their personal choice if they decide to or not. Um, but we, we do give them the information, the information from the top. And, you know, the way I explain to my guys, man, you know, this thing, this thing, you know, it starts at the top and it trickles down now. People are going to see what's happening in other places and they're going to do uh, pretty much close to the same thing if it works. So, you know, we just talked to them about being safe, man. They masked up. Uh, you know, understand that it's not, you know, you're doing this for more than just yourself. You know, it's a lot of people um, that can be affected by it. And, you know, just, you know, be careful. You know, everybody be careful with each other, man. And, you know, you know, we've got the protocols in place that we will follow. Uh, I understand everything the commissioner said, um, you know, about the forfeiture of games and, you know, because there's opportunities for people to be safe. And, you know, he's forcing people to, you know, to do the right thing, do the right thing about this pandemic. There's nothing, you know, nothing nobody else can do about it. It's here. It's something we got to deal with. So, you know, if this is something you want to do, you want to play this game, if you want to, you know, play this game in this league, you know, we got to go by the rules that, you know, the league, you know, lay down. You know, no different than that football league. They tell them. Those guys up there, I mean, you're going to lose game checks. Now you get to talk about, you know, a man, you know, money coming out of his family's house. You know, they're losing game checks. 
So they got to make decisions. You know, am I going to risk that, and and uh, or am I going, you know, do you know try to do what I can to stay as safe as I possibly can for not only myself but my teammates and my family. We're talking with Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thornton here on 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. So, Coach, fall camp starts when, in a day or two? Yeah, we'll report Thursday. First practice will be Friday. So you'll be hitting it Friday. Report Thursday, and you hit the field Friday. So uh, you've been I'm sure you've been talking with your kids and just, just looking at them, looking at their bodies, looking at their faces. You talk about rest, rust. We haven't played. It's been a couple of years. Uh, just, just trying to get get the dust off as best as you can. We get ready for North Carolina Central and Atlanta. How do your players look? You look at body language. You look at the way they've been getting after it. How do they look here just a couple of days ready from reporting and getting ready for the first day of fall practice? Now, fortunately, we have about 80 guys on campus right now, uh, total uh, offense, defense, defense, defense. Uh, man, they look good. They, they, they look they, I mean, body language is great. And we got, we got, we got, we literally have a great group of young men. I'm talking about, uh, we got a great group of young men. Uh, they just, like I say, man, they just show up to work today uh, with everything, all the challenges we may have, man. They don't complain. You know, they just deal with it. They just come to work. And, and you know, I guess, you know, uh, because of the leadership by head coach, man, he show up to work every day and, and, you know, we tell them, you know, we owe it to him. You know, we're going to let him, you know, fight what he got to fight for us to be what we can be, man. And let's just get out here and give him what we can give him. And, man, let me young men show up every day, man. They show up every day and go to work. Body language is great. You know, they're excited. They're ready to get started. And, you know, as I tell them often, man, make us coach you. Make us be the best coach we can possibly be for you because you deserve it. And, and uh, you know, we're going to hold coaches accountable. I see y'all hold us accountable as we're going to hold you accountable. So it's been great, man. So, Coach, uh, questions come in um, from the tweet line. You can tweet a question on Tall Man Radio. You're talking about your defensive schemes. Has your defensive scheme been the same since you've been a coordinator, or do you change yearly with the different opponents? Things have changed, obviously, with a lot of different personnel. And we're going to, you know, obviously, you're looking at going to the Western Division. Um, so do does your philosophy and schemes change as we matriculate every year now that we're in the West? Does anything change? Or you just, you know, if it ain't broke, don't worry about it. Well, well you know, your philosophy don't change. But I do have this deal where I say, man, if you're not growing, if you're not learning, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. And as you say, this, this, this game of football, man, from the time I played, so when I'm when I'm when I'm coordinating out I'm state and you know and you know numbers if you go back and look at the numbers they've been consistent yet we do something different uh, yearly and we and I, you know we try to, the scheme you know is built to fit what we have and uh, you know we've been able to do that you know we grow we add we take away uh, yearly uh, to fit you know what we have our young men able to do. So, uh, you know, my philosophy doesn't change. It's the same year and year out. That won't change. How we get to what we do could possibly change uh, year in and year out. I mean, 2018, you know, all corn defense led 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 the country in, in uh, sacks, tackle for loss. 
2019, I can't get to the quarterback, but we led the country in interceptions. So we have to figure out a way, man, to fit to fit uh, the guys we have uh, to give them an opportunity to be successful. And that's the way the system, the scheme is set up so the guys that we have can have success. All right, so let, let's talk about the schemes. Let's talk about your personnel. And we'll do this with Elliot Radden on Friday. We'll talk with him uh, Friday at 6. Got a lot of good stuff from him. And let's talk with defense coach. Personnel, uh, we'll start up front. But the biggest question, obviously, on the back end, we'll start with the back end. And we obviously, Quintario Cole transferred to Louisville. And a question from George in Glen Oaks, Louisiana. Uh, the adjustments made, the personnel there with the loss of Cole. Cole, Cole, Cole uh, came here uh, to all corner as a freshman and, um, you know, developed into the football player that he became to where he felt that uh, it was good for, you know, had, he had an opportunity to go elsewhere uh, where he felt like he can do something big and better. Uh, man, on the back end, that's actually the deepest area on, on my defense right now. You know, like we talked earlier, the uh, – you know, the game has changed a lot, and everybody's doing so much of this spread stuff. And, you know, uh, man, Steve Sarkeesian and Alabama and what they did, and I I have no doubt in my mind everybody in America probably going to be copying some of that guy's stuff. And so oh, today defensively, you, you have to be real deep and real good on the back end. And, uh, you know, Cole leaving, you know, of course you don't like losing good football players, yet, you know, we we pretty deep back there. So who's next man up? Uh, you know, it wasn't a hard transition to move. One guy here, next guy step up, and we just kept rolling. So, uh, he, you know, he's, he's, he was a great young man. Uh, we hate to, hate to lose him, good football player. Uh, but we, we, were, we were able to – to roll with that loss. All right, so go over some of the other guys on the back end that, that you're looking for, some of the guys right now that, that are in jockeying for positions. Just kind of give us uh, some personnel a little bit, starting with that back end of the defense. Well, uh, you know, I, I think uh, these guys going to be competing a lot for uh, for time. You know, of course, the conference don't think we got nobody that can play. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, you know, we got a, um, a safety. Uh, I got four, five safeties that would compete uh, from, from K.J. Kendall, DeJuan Taylor to Tavari McCollum, Kobe Towns, uh, Kobe Jones. So I got five safeties that's going to compete. Uh, you know, I got eight corners that's going to compete, uh, from Torrance Wilson to Kevontae Key. Eddie Thompson, Emmanuel Dabney, Chris Dagry, uh, Derek Travis, Geno Johnson, Rasul Muhammad, Mika uh, McCarris Blunt. So, you know, that's on the back end. Uh, we we have eight corners, and, you know, I specifically uh, wanted to find uh, those guys because of the offense is doing so much spread stuff. I'm a big sub package guy. So I need, you know, if I want, if I need to be sub packaged, to have something to sub with, and uh, we got you know, we got some some guys on the back end that we feel good about that can that will compete and give us an opportunity to uh, be able to make some stops on the back end, the ball in the air. 
Coach, with this spread offense, and you talked about it, a quill glass at Alabama A and M. I mean, they were just a nightmare two years ago. I mean, it, it was a call here on the final play. I mean, we just couldn't keep those guys off the field. I was talking with somebody the other day about that game. It's just the fact that once you got home to glass, you were able to get to them. But they had Jordan Bentley, they had Ibrahim, who was a walk-on, who who gave us fits. Uh, you look at offenses now, especially in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, what Jackson State did in the spring, what Alabama A&M has been able to do. You saw what Alabama State, your alma mater, they, they, they shocked some folks in the spring. Anything, any little quirks that you see offensively that's changed? And I know you look at big picture college football. From the last time we hit the field in the Celebration Bowl, what you see right now in, in, in football, what, if anything, has changed from the offensive side? It really, really not much, not much uh, from from 2019. The game for offenses is still get your best guy in space. Uh, is get your best dude in space, and you know let him let him play background in backyard football. Because man, you know defenses defenses we we had a disadvantage, uh, especially you know a lot of people talked about the spring and us not playing. We got an advantage because we you know we man. As a defensive guy, I needed to play because there's nothing like me being able to evaluate a defensive guy tackling. This flag football stuff, this two-hand touch stuff, they, we're not going to be able to do that come Saturday. We got to get people on the ground. And, you know, my head coach, you know, love him to death, man. Great guy, man. Uh, one of the most humble men I've met in my life. Uh, he's an offensive guy. And these offensive guys don't like nobody going to the ground. So I can't evaluate my guys uh, that these young guys who I need to see come on long, come along because we don't have those opportunities to full out tackle. And so the games ain't changed, man. They, you know, it's about get your best guy in space because they often guys understand that uh, guys on our level, they don't tackle at practice. So if you're not doing no live tackling, that's something, Coach, that you just don't wake up and do on no Saturday. Uh, that's something you got to really, really work at, get used to doing, got to understand leverage. You know, we got to teach that the right way so, you know, we don't get no one injured and all that good stuff. So uh, it ain't changed, man. They still spreading this thing out, trying to get their best guys, trying to find matchups. They playing basketball on grass. All right, so you talked about the back end, Coach. Talk about the middle, your, your linebackers in the middle. Talk about that. Of course, Solomon Muhammad, because we know how, how disruptor, how much of a disruptor he was. Give the folks a sense in terms of your linebacking core. Uh, well, at, at the backer spot, man, you know, uh, Damon Anderson played a lot for us uh, with Solomon. Uh, so Damon is a plug-and-play guy. Uh I uh, got a young guy that's coming along, uh, Trevor James, and um, Care have on the older guy um, can can give us some good quality reps. Um, you know, got a couple transfers uh, at that at the in that area that you know we looking we looking they 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 were pretty good where they were. Uh, just you know, getting them here to see how how well they grasp what's going on in the culture, how I do things. Uh, so at the backer spot, um, we, you know, we got about five, six guys that going to really be competing for a lot of time. And then coach up front, I mean, you, 
there are times in which we were just an absolute disruptor, destroyer up front. And we just talked about it, the Alabama A&M game. We got pressure up front on glass. You know, it really was a disruptor once we brought pressure. And then we were t- I was talking with somebody about that game, how you were selective in your blitzes on glass. And once you, when you decided to do it, you, you, you uh, got home. But how does your defensive line look going into this season? Um, man, we 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 gonna be we gonna be pretty pretty good. We gonna be all right. Uh, big thing about that last year, like I said, I couldn't get to the passer uh, like I wanted to. We got we got three transfer um, three young man transferred in that played defensive end for me, so uh, that helps tremendously. We were babies at that spot. Uh, you know, I had guys really playing out of position. Um, you know, uh, from, and the guys inside, we got experience uh, playing in there. With a, with also have a transfer guy inside, so uh, we are we're we're more athletic uh, up front than we were last year. A lot more we we're a lot more athletic than we were last year uh, up front. Uh, one thing I will say about, about the defense, I don't know how physical we'll be. Uh, because, of course, we haven't had opportunity to, to uh, hit nobody yet. Uh, but, but we will be fast. Uh, we will be fast. We are we, – we can run, and I like that. So, uh, hopefully we can fool somebody with our speed a little bit and, uh, you know, they you know, don't have to get too physical, but we can fool them with our speed. But, you know, we we, we okay. We have a good number of guys up man. Uh, uh, you know, a good mixture of transfer guys, older guys over here, and some young puppies that's ready to go up. Just give us a sense of some of the individual, just some names out there that Braves fans could be looking forward to as you get ready to hit the practice field in a couple of days. Uh, Chris Monroe up front, Myron Beans up front, Key Wayne Jones up front, Jacorian uh, 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 Wren up front, um, uh, Jaden Barfield up front, um, uh, I got a freshman, and I want everybody to keep their eyes on. Uh, he's gonna be, he gonna be an animal. He gonna be a pure animal before he leave Alcorn State University. I said it. Uh, Name Devin Dawson, knocking on wood, praying that the good Lord keep his keep his mind where, keep his head focused and healthy. But he's gonna be. Oh, uh, Devin Dawson, freshman. I went and stole out of Texas. Um, so those. those Guys up front. Coach, you talk about the transfer portal, and I ask every coach this question, and uh, we haven't spoken about it in a while. I've talked with a bunch of coaches, their thoughts on it, and it's kind of old school news now. There are more players in the transfer portal than there are positions available on the football field, and that goes for all schools. There's just so many players out there. Um, some coaches believe in, in building with grad grad transfers and JUCOs. And the days of building from the ground up, you know, freshman guys, uh, sophomores, and just let them grow up, stick and stay. It, it, does it appear as if those days are gone? I mean, with the transfer portal being what it is, this win-now mentality, is, is, it, is it to the point now where you've got to go transfer portal, get older guys, more experienced guys, or – as a coordinator, as a guy that uh, that's looking to build his defense and continuing to do that, 
is it possible to even build from the ground up from the puppies you know get a bunch of puppies feed them right let them let them grow into big dogs is that is that unrealistic in today's college football or is there still hope for that no it's uh it, it's it's um there's no hope for that it's it's unrealistic it's uh and i say that because uh you made the mention earlier when you say the win now mentality you know a lot of coaches fall under that pressure uh, a lot of coaches me myself i'm a high school dude build it from build it from there is fame because typically that young man that comes to that choose out of high school that he wanted to be then I got to go to the transfer portal, to JUCOs, uh, to that. Um, that's just a young man that absolutely had to go to JUCO for a great reason. A lot of them you know, probably turned you down before them out of high school. So now if I got to go back and get them, uh, it's like me going to ask that girl to the prom again uh, after she turned me down the first, third time. So now I got to go back and ask her again because I'm trying to win now. But that's what the people say. We need to win now. Uh, and, you know, there's no patience to allow you to grab these young men and and mold them and, and bring them through your, your program and, and, and your system and watch how they end up coming back to your program and sending back to your program. I got I got transfer to our basis because relationship I had with his father and I played. Uh, that's the only reason we got this kid. And so, you know, but, but it's, you know, got them as pups. You can bring them up the right way. Down the line, that stuff will end up coming back and benefit the program. So I think, yeah, man, I think it's possible. I really believe hot kids today are, are in trouble with this recruiting stuff because, and I'm not one to do it, but coaches coaches sleep on the transfer. They they just looking for, you know, what people think be better. I believe me and coach. I believe in this coaching staff. I believe in what we do at the young know I men. I believe in that, and I believe we can get that done. Uh, yeah, you want to guys to to sprinkle in and and add to it the foundation to help old, old, younger guys, but I'm not the guy that you go live and go just put your roster. That ain't me. Dry eyes? It might be me, inflammation. Those over-the-counter eye drops typically lubricate your eyes and may provide temporary relief and probably won't touch me. Ask your doctor about Zydra, a prescription eye drop used to treat the signs and symptoms of dry eye disease. It works differently by targeting a source of inflammation that can cause dry eye disease. It can provide lasting symptom relief. Zydra, now! Don't use if you're allergic to Zydra. Common side effects include eye irritation, discomfort, or blurred vision when applied to the eye, and unusual taste sensation. Don't touch container tip to your eye or any surface. After using Zydra, wait 15 minutes before reinserting contacts. See our ad in Travel and Leisure magazine. Call 1-877-4-ZYDRA or visit Zydra.com. I'd like to taste a real Italian coffee, please. What is the real Italian coffee? Espresso. Cappuccino. You mean black coffee? In a capsule? Yes. Lavazza Classico. Enjoy an authentic taste of Italy with every sip. Lavazza. More than Italian. And there's just so much talent out there, Coach. I mean, uh, I, and 
what I've been reading about, and and I don't know if 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 it's and I, I asked Coach McNair this is his his thoughts on it. The way this thing is going, that there are some coaches that are holding scholarships because they want to see what the what's out there in the transfer portal. And, uh, of course, at the FBS level, there are 85 scholarships. I read a number, and some of these coaches are holding as many as 10 scholarships back to see what's out there on the portal. And if they find something that they like, they'll, they'll, they'll offer them a scholarship. They'll just hold back a few. Uh, how, how do you do, – I mean, at our levels, obviously, at the FCS, 63 scholarships. I don't know if that's even, you know, feasible to hold back a, a handful or that or that many or not. But but uh, do you see something like that happening just because there's so many players out there to choose from, like a free agency, if you will? That's exactly what it is. It, it is a free agency, and that's exactly what's happening. There are there are schools that are doing one of two things. They are either holding scholarships back or is immediately going to put one on their team if a scholarship if a player comes available that they think they that's the only way uh, you can you can make it work. <laughs> so, you know, with with us, you know, do you do you hold do you hold it back and you see good talent, somebody can help your program, so do you sit back and hope hoping you find something else, hoping you find fit you are to go ahead and do your due diligence. And uh, get the get the people when you got the opportunity to get them. So, but yeah, that's happening, man. A lot of them do. I talk to a lot of coaches, and and I got a lot of coaches who send me something uh, every day. In transfer, the coach appreciate it, man. I, you know, okay, cool. Yeah, that's what they do. Uh, I mean, to each his own. Yep. So that's obviously is is happening. And then you you talked a moment ago about what's next for these high school juniors and seniors. And I have heard the doom and gloom of what's coming down the line uh, as you as you get back out there and look at high school talent, juniors and seniors. What's the future like for them as as you look in your crystal ball? Well, you know the the future, man. If, if you're not one of four or five star guys, the high, high star guys, as they call them, that all these big ones looking for them on, um, it's, it's going to be tough. And, I mean, you and your parents have to do a great job probation now. they going to a marvelous job putting you in front of those schools, front of those coaches. Uh, because because of the transfer portal, it's kind of it's kind of limited the opportunities that coaches will even go see high school guys because uh, they're going to sit and wait on who to do. Like you say, the trans four guys in transfer portal, and there are scholarships available in this country. And, you know, everybody go to their company and see who they can get out of there. And if not, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to act in itself and what's hurting the high school uh, juniors and seniors. Coach, as you look at your defense overall, and I know you're going to be happy to get get it back on the field, get back in the lab. Uh, just, just talk about the units, the areas of your defense with the most experience and the rawest of you know the, the area of your defense that really needs the work, if you will, trying to build that, and the areas of, of your defense, middle, back in, up front, with the most experience that you feel pretty confident in. The areas that the rawest that, that, that need the most work is backers. Um, the area with the most experience, uh, da, 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 da. the 
right, just natural talent is going to be the core. I remember a couple of years ago, the back end of the defense was young, and I remember you telling me that that was a, a, the youngest part of the defense, and they were growing up. You know, you threw a lot of guys out there in that Celebration Bowl game a couple of years ago. Um, you, you feel those guys, even though we, we didn't play last year, you know, you feel like they can grow up pretty quickly, and you feel like they, they've grown up quite a bit. They've grown up quite a bit. They've grown up tremendously. I've added three um, – I've added three transfers to that young group. Um, so there's three transfers added to that young And, uh, yeah, they've, they've grown up tremendously. Three guys, uh, the one, two, three guys that were here uh, prior to that. And we have three freshmen that are going to be really good. So I got good balance. I got good balance with that, with that great balance and talent. We're talking with Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thornton. Glad you can join us here on ninety-one point seven WPRL and WPRL.org. Still a lot to unpack. Uh, NIL. We're talking about fall camp. Cedric Thornton is an Alabama State grad, nineteen ninety-six Alabama State grad. So he's coming up on his a. Uh, 25th uh, reunion, and of course, they've got a new athletic director, Alcorn's own Dr. Jason Cable. Speaking of Dr. Cable, I'll have an interview with him coming up on Friday, and I'll post that online. Alcorn's own Dr. Jason Cable, the new athletic director at Alabama State. We'll be talking with him on Friday. We'll talk with offensive coordinator Elliot Ratton on Friday as well. A busy week coming up, and we'll take a break right here. We'll come right back. We'll talk about the move to the West. We'll talk about NIL. Uh, we'll talk about the television deal. we got six games on the ESPN uh, family of networks. And then maybe a little sneak peek at North Carolina Central. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to the National Park near you. 444 miles of history and nature. Enjoy a relaxing drive, a picnic, and learn some exciting history. The Natchez Trace 11-foot travel lanes were designed for leisure motoring. The Natchez Trace is one of the top bicycle routes in the United States. When cycling or motorcycling, be safe and be seen. A Sunday drive any day of the week. The Natchez Trace Parkway. The National Park near you. Sponsored by Natchez Trace Cycling. Aired by the Mississippi Association of Broadcasters and this station. No one can control the weather, but Southwest Electric is ready to respond when a storm strikes. Southwest Electric has dispatchers working and linemen on call 24-7 to respond to outages. Our men are sent out to repair damage and get the lights back on just as soon as it is safe to go out. You can report outages by calling 800-287-8564 or logging on to Smart Hub. Southwest Electric serving our cooperative members for over 80 years. An equal opportunity provider and employer. All right, welcome back. We are live here with Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thornton here on 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. We'll try to make up for some of the, the lost time. Uh, we had a couple of technical quirks the first 10, 15 minutes or so, so we'll try to make that up and take this beyond the uh, top of the hour. So, Coach, what's going to be the first, uh, the first order of business once the guys get into camp uh, coming up here in a couple of days? Uh, very first thing we're going to do, man, make sure everybody, everybody's safe, everybody COVID safe when they get here. Uh, uh, make sure everybody's safe, man, have a team meeting and uh, 
lay down the expectations and and uh, you know how we gonna go about doing things this camp this season. Uh, we'll get that laid out early on, and after that, man, it is enough talk. We've been talking for a long time, been meeting and zooming and job throughs and all that for a long time. So after that, man, let's just get to work. I was talking with you one day in your office, and you know, with you being socially distant from your players, especially uh, last fall, you were via Zoom playing these games. You say you were playing Valley. You were playing South Alabama. How are you able to do that? How are you able to replicate that via via Zoom and, and trying to keep the mindset there despite the fact that you weren't on the field? Um, actually, that was just good for us, man, because it, it gave us an opportunity to to – game plan as if we were playing that week. Uh, now we were, you know, able to put put scripts together uh, as we were practicing during the week through the situation. Guys had an opportunity to see it on film. Uh, this is the situation. This is the call. They run this play. And we just coached up, coach up on the zone. And, and so we actually went to practice every game, um, all the way through the Swag Championship Celebration Bowl uh, on Zoom like that by playing the game. So it was it was good. Coaches breaking it down about to play a game that we put film together, cut ups together, so the guys can go through practice. We can it kept everybody tuned of what was going on. How many times had you been through your opponent via Zoom? I think you told me twice. You were this was a while ago. You said you you you've been through the teams twice. Have you been through two more times, or did, did you cap it at two? I, I stopped it. I stopped it at two, but we've gone. Through, <laughs> we, we've gone through the playbook three times. So uh, yeah, we we've gone installed three times. I stopped it. You know, playing the game at two. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's you know this this last stretch been all about us. You know, what I'm saying it's been all about us. Coach, we got a, a tweet from uh, Alexis Smith. Coach, what do you think the defense has to do to get back to really putting more pressure on the quarterback as we get ready for Central in this tough schedule we got coming up? We got to be consistent. Uh, we got to be consistent in preparation. Uh, like I say, we are, are so much faster up front, more athletic front this year than we were in 19, which – reminds me of the athleticism in 2018. So so we are it, it gives gives me that view of athleticism up front in terms of getting out to the quarterback. Uh you know, whenever we can just let the guys go hunting, it makes me feel good. So uh we just have to be consistent our preparation. Uh you know, guys continue to do what we've been doing uh, since this since this hiatus, because uh, they all work tail off, and 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 we have to be great communicators. Uh, we have to be great communicators. Um, we emphasize that day. Um, you know, we have to be great communicators. You know, when we play, you know, it gets loud. You know, when we're at home, it's loud. You know, radio nation make a lot of noise. We need that. Please keep that up. Uh, so we have to be great have to try to out talk our crowds you know they get excited and the don 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 is going and you know we you know we need them to to be great communicators 
Yeah, oh, you know, just, just talk about having fans back, Coach. I mean, we've got, we've got three home games. We're going to be road warriors. You know, Atlanta, talk with John Grant of the uh, Celebration Bowl and the Swag Act Challenge. He said ticket sales are, are, are going really well. you got the first take show. You've got college game day in Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be the place to be in, in about four weeks. So, you know, just talk about that aspect of it. Hopefully we'll have a really, really good crowd, if not a packed house at Spinks Castle Stadium for three tough, tough games coming up, uh, beginning with uh, Northwestern week two. Oh, yeah, man. We, and, you know, with, with three home games, ain't no doubt in my Us. 
Well, I tell you what, uh, the last couple of times, well, last I think the last time we were at Pine Bluff, we had a four-hour and 40-minute lightning delay. There was a game was on a Thursday night. We had a four-hour and 40-minute lightning delay. Band was out there at halftime just before they were ready to perform. Lightning, and they, they delayed it. It was four hours, four and a half hours, almost five hours by the time they pulled the plug on the game. So that's my latest memory of uh, Alcorn UAPB and Pine Bluff in, in football. Never forget as long as I live because we kept delaying it and every lightning strike was 30 minutes. Every, you know, just one of those one of those deals. We dealt with that uh, when we played Bethune Cookman down in a in a in a Daytona. So hopefully we won't be dealing with that when we go there on a Thursday night. Coach, you talked about the Alabama schools. I'm going to transition into your alma mater, Alabama State, your 1996 Alabama State grad. Coach, you're coming up on 25 years, 25-year anniversary there, Coach, and you got a new athletic director over there in Alcorn's own Dr. Jason Cable. That was announced here a few days ago. Your thoughts on that? Man, I'm, I'm happy for Jason. I, I am. You know, I had an opportunity to congratulate him um, uh, by getting there, you know, Jason. Jason has he has done great work, man, and and you know it's something he's wanted to be an athletic director, and you know it's nothing like working, working for your goals, dreams, and 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 you know you had an opportunity to to get him, and you know I'm happy for him, man. I think it was a great hire for my for for my school. Uh, you know we had two good candidates, final candidates, and you know. Honestly, asking me, we couldn't go wrong. And, uh, you know, Jason is going to do, he's going to do a great job. There's no doubt in my mind. And I'm excited for him. I'm excited for my school. And, you know, hopefully hopefully we get a chance to see him in the championship game. Coach, I'm going to miss the East. I was telling somebody last week, you know, I miss the Montgomery's. I'm going to miss the Huntsville's. Even though we'll be, you know, we'll be going, but, you know, you go two or three times a year, football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever the case. Uh, of course, being in the West, that won't be the case. But I, I, I do, you know, miss, I will miss uh, some of those Eastern Division cities, the Huntsvilles. And, we, of course, we go to Itabina this year. But uh, for the most part, I am going to miss that, that that side of the coin. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a good city. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Good cities. Uh, you know, we over there, they got – chance to go to Daytona, you know, every four, four years, however many years it is, in Tallahassee, and, you know, like I so said, you got to Montgomery, Huntsville, great city, uh, Montgomery, Capital City, Alabama, and, you know, we just don't get to go now, but, you know, we, you know, we're going to spend time in Baton Rouge and, and Grambling and in Houston and get to see them people well, Coach, we got a tweet coming in here to, uh, talking about your defensive leaders. Uh, who will be some of your defensive leaders going into the season? Me. Me. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, got, I got a young but He was actually the defensive player of the championship game, Juwan Taylor. Uh, since he's been here, been, he's been solid. Juwan came. Uh, 19 as a transfer, JUCO transfer, and I tell the guys all the time, he made Coach better. He made K.J. Kinsler better because he showed up every day and worked. And those guys started working and realized we got to work too. Uh, but 
Juwan Taylor, man, he is he's as solid. He's as solid as they come. Uh, the guys respect him uh, because they see him work every day. Uh, so Juwan Taylor is going to be one. Uh, K.J. Kendall, I just got to get him to talk more. Uh, got to get him to open his mouth a little bit. Uh, but he is a solid, solid, solid guy uh, that's going to get us in, in the right calls and do a lot of good stuff for us. Um, um, everybody else, man, everybody else is, you know, they, 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 they go, they go back though, really, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we don't have, like, we got a, a, a great bunch of guys, man, uh, Myron Means is stepping up, up in front, up front, uh, with those guys inside. Uh, he's been, he's been a good voice up there with those guys up there. Uh, Jacorian Wren been good with the guys on the edge. But, you know, we got a lot of guys, man, that, that's, you know, I guess they're making me, you know, be their ball coach. Uh, you know, they, you know, they just, you know, what, what, whatever Zach's up to do. Juwan Taylor, Fred, I'll say, um, is the guy that can get everybody. He can get everybody. Well, Coach, as we get ready for the first game, North Carolina Central in Atlanta, a lot of pomp and circumstance behind that game. What can you tell us about uh, Central? I'm sure you've had a chance to look at them. Um, hadn't, you know, they hadn't played in a bit. So what, what are some of the things that you're looking at there? What little bits of information you have on North Carolina Central? Uh, guys, the only thing I know about North Carolina Central, um, they're returning a quarterback. They're returning three offensive linemen. Um, I think they had a couple guys to leave. North Carolina Central has a new offensive court. I know absolutely nothing about what they're going to do offensively. Absolutely nothing. Uh, the guy that's their offensive coordinator, he uh, was the quarterback coach at Southern. Uh, he's not offensive coordinator. From my understanding, he didn't have much to do with the play company at Southern. He just coached the quarterbacks. So do I go into thinking Southern, or do I go into this game, let's be great, let's, let's be great with all corn does and figure it out by first quarter. And I think what we do uh, schematically, uh, we can be aggressive and safe at the same time in our base stuff. And that's probably, um, that's the route it looks like I'm going to have to go. I don't know nothing about the offense coordinator. And, and it, before I let you go, Coach, just the importance of staying safe because – Right now, this this thing is getting uh, it's getting tough again. And we did we expect this three four months ago? No, but um, as the commissioner has indicated, and I'm going to stress this every time I talk to people, uh, and I know for fans, I know they're going to do what they're going to do. But just the importance of staying safe because these games, I think, from a player's perspective, you don't want to forfeit a game. But then, from a fan's perspective, you're paying money to go to these games, tickets, hotels, fuel is sky high right now. Uh, traveling is sky high right now. And you don't want to have a situation where folks have committed resources to go to these games. And this is for all schools, not just not just ours, to have these games uh, forfeit in which they're not going to get played and uh, and just money kind of going down the drain. That That's the other aspect of it that 
I hope it doesn't come to it, but uh, it, it's something definitely to talk about. Uh, exactly. Um, and it's something, like you say, man, it takes serious. You know, everybody, you know, wants to get back to some kind of norm. So it's all about faith. So you can get back to doing those things that you want to do. I, I, it ain't going to be normal. You know, it ain't going to be normal. We got to you know, we gotta do things a little different in order, in order to do that stuff. And uh, as you say, man, prices, price is affecting everybody. You know, for, for those of us that uh, don't feel the need to be safe, you know, it's affecting everybody, uh, the players, uh, you know, just people in general uh, in, in your community. Uh, like you say, prices skyrocketing. I look, I look to rent a car today, and them people wanted $97 a day for a compact. I'm like, you got to be kidding. Uh, so, so I told my people, y'all to ride a bicycle, we no car. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, you know, it, it's very important, uh, not just for, you know, to get these games in, just for, you know, your community. You know, you got a lot of people that's dealing with health issues of this thing. And, um, you know, it, it, it's like I say, it's going up to the, the different variants, whatever thing, you know, it's kind of affecting a lot of people. So, you know, remember, it's not just you. It's not just you walking around. You know, you got a lot of people uh, being affected. So please, please, please just be careful. Be safe. All right, Coach Thorne, we really appreciate your time, and we'll be talking again soon. Hey, y'all be safe. All right, that's uh, Braves defensive coordinator Cedric Thornton joining us. Again, we apologize for the technical issues early on. We tried to make up for the time, and here at uh, here at my home studio, we had a lightning and power went out here briefly. So we're able to get a lot of good stuff from Coach Thornton, and I'll be posting that uh, here shortly. So you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Tall Man Radio. You can follow me on Facebook, Charles Edmond. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, dashboard light problems? We can help. Our free fix finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free fix finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, More details at AutoZone.com. There's a reason people call Myrtle Beach the beach. Here, you become your best self. Because Myrtle Beach can take you anywhere. Whether it's big and adventurous or quiet and curious. Whether you're going all out or staying in the moment. Whatever you want, we've got it by the boatload. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. 